Okay, good morning, everybody. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Miriam, for hosting. I want to dedicate this shir the, for the refu of too many people. I was very inspired by a, um, a hakdasha, a dedication that was sent in for uh, the, the sefer we're, we're putting out soon on the parish of Vayikra and Bamid, Bar of Rav Shlomo. And I mentioned to you all that it was a Hanan ben that's dedicating this. And he sent in the hakdasha and he wrote in, at the end of it, it's, I think he wrote, Lirfuat uh, ulesimchat kol shvurei halev. That's what. That's the hakdasha. He is a chamudi. He, he is the definition of chamudi. Anyway, so lirfuat ulesimchat kol shvurei halev. Here we got a few more copies over here. What it means? And Bezat Hashem, we're gonna. I think we're gonna cover a lot of a lot of ground today. A lot of good ground. So, and welcome back to some of the chaver that have not been able to be with us. Okay, so, what's so fascinating about being a Jew is that our definition of accomplishment and milestones, especially when we think about it in terms of the end of days, everyone should live, you know, personal end of days, but everyone should live long and healthy life, is that our answer is very different than the rest of the world when we're asked, no, what did you do in this world? What did you do in this world, right? There's a famous teaching, I shared it with the man on Friday. It says, in Pirkei Avot, it says, Who is someone that's wise? One that sees that which will be born, meaning one that kind of understands what the future is going to be, Right? So what's the only thing that we all know that will be in the future? That's true about everyone? Right. right. Not being here. So, so the, I, I heard from an amazing, you know, the Rabbi Israel Salante, the head of the Muslim movement, said a great thing. He said, why doesn't it say, Ezel Chacham Hayodea et HaNolad? Who's wise? One that knows the Nolad, meaning that which will be. Why does it say, Haro'e et HaNolad? One that sees that which will be. So he says a lot of people know a lot of things, but because they don't see it, it doesn't have any effect on them. It's very strong. So if you see it, meaning if it plays a role in Tachlis, the mindset, I see this is what will be, then that's the Chacham, that's the Chacham, that's the Chokhmah, that's the Chachamah. One that places the fact that Anu Yamenu Ketzelovera, days are like a passing shadow, when I see that, not just know it, but when I see it in front of me, it does affect me. So go back to what we said before. Milestones, accomplishments. <clears throat> if I were asked very special people, not necessarily God-fearing, but just good people, just good people, but the whole God factor is not so much their Indian. And I'd say after 120 years, what, what, what do you feel like you left in this? Like, what do you feel like you, you did in this world? So they would list, you know, a whole list of accomplishments, hopefully a lot of, you know, accomplishments and dreams they had and things they were to fulfill and maybe like uh, overcoming certain anxieties could be under that list, v'chuleh. And when you ask a, a Jew, or really it should be any human being, but for now let's just stick to Jewish people, after 120 years, what could you say about your accomplishments? So the highest accomplishment a person can say is that I spent my whole life in a kesher with Hashem. That's greater than any accomplishment you could say. Of course, you could say I had children. You can have children and not have any kesher with Hashem. It's possible. 
You can do a lot of good things, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's in a kesher with Hashem. But the way that we answer this question is that the comp- uh, yeah, you know what? I spent my whole life, or at a certain point in my life, I decided this is what it's all about, and my time here was in relationship with the master of the world, with the creator of the universe. I want you to think about that as we go forward right now. In, in, on the page in front of you, on Otvav, we're in the middle of a ma'amar of this love uh, on what tshuva means on a pnimiyut level. Living tshuva. To live a life of tshuva, which has so little to do with elul, with just chodesh elul, like we, like we always say. The worst thing is when elul is a, uh, tshuva is an elul phenomenon. That's, that's, not, that's not a good thing. We're in, bad, we're in a bad situation if that's like, we designate Elul for Tshuva, but the rest of the year, look, look, I'm living a life of Tshuva. What does that mean? What does that mean? So look what he says. Odvav. Yeshnam bnei adam asher yikreu edvareinu ele. There are people that are being, reading our words we've been saying. What have we been saying? We've been talking about hit kashru. We've been talking about feeling. I'm living a life of kesher with Hashem. And they'll say, velo yavinu et arichut dvareinu. They're not going to understand what are you, like my, my grandmother would say, what are you, Hakana China? Do you ever hear that, that terminology? Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I always thought I had to do something with China. No, I, had, no, I never understood what that meant. Hawking, I could kind of figure out. I don't even know how you say the last word properly. But you've all heard it, right? Yeah? Does anyone know what that actually means? What is a China? A China? I don't, huh? You're annoying. You're annoying? <laughs> yeah? A China is an annoying person? <laughs> we all know like what a hawker is but, like, Right, 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 a hawker Hawker and a china We all heard this, whatever Even my Yemenite friends have heard this stuff. This like went into Smartest Shahoms also somehow I don't know how Chumi, you didn't hear this uh, Ever, this terminology? I've never heard it, I've never heard it I thought you were talking about Chinese <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't understand the language you're speaking <laughs> so. I'm sure your mother has said before. Whatever, it's a, it's a term Whatever. He's saying, Ma, in Hebrew, okay, so in modern Hebrew, and my daughter pointed it out to me the other day, she's like, she was talking a lot, she was talking a lot in the car, and I couldn't even, like, defer it. So she said, Tegid, Abba, ani choferet? Right? And choferet means to dig. In modern Hebrew, Hagen Echaynik is kind of like, Tafsik l'chfol. Like, like sometimes, Tafsik and I will be in the car with someone, or at the Shabbos table, and then they'll leave, and then she'll look at me, she'll be like, Abba Chafira Archeologi. Which means that was an archaeological dig. Like, that was, oh my God. Yeah, she's so, she's so, she's so cute. She's so cute. Oh, you don't even know. She's, she's one step ahead of me all the time. Mama, she's ahead of me. It's crazy. Anyway, this rub is saying. You, if you read through our svarim, at a certain point you have to ask yourself, Ma'ata chofer? What are you harping at? Like, what are you repeating all the time? What is this that you keep on saying? And also, what are you even talking about? Why is it necessarily so? What is necessarily, look what he says. Hey, These are people that are religious, they look at themselves and they wonder, We're far from God? Now remember, he's speaking mainly to Yeshiva Bachram. We're learning 12 hours a day. And in fact, we actually know how to do the mitzvahs properly. 
וכי על ידי תורה ומצוות איננו מקושרים לקדוש ברוך הוא? By learning Torah and keeping mitzvahs, we're not connected to God? Good child, right? What other type of connection are you speaking about to God if it's not through Torah and mitzvahs? The only way they know of understanding what a kesher to God is, is a very actual, practical, lemaisa thing by either learning Torah or keeping mitzvahs. There's no other, right? It's like an academic thing, like there's academic and there's field. But, but by them, the academia is the kesher. Yeah. It doesn't stay, they wouldn't use that word, but for us, yeah. They wouldn't even use that word. Let me just give this time to me. Thank you. Ulam, fourth line, She'elatam me'ida ad kama hem rechokim me'ahavat Hashem. This question alone alludes to how far people like this are from actually loving Hashem, and basically experiencing life inside, in an inside realm of living the world. They don't understand there's a much more inner world than the world that they are living. הם סבורים שכל מהות היהודי הוא לקיים תורה ומצוות. They're under the impression that the, the, the context of being a yid is just to keep Torah and do mitzvahs. אולם חסרה להם הידיעה שכל חיותם חיות חיצונית היא. But they're unaware of the fact that the vitality through which they're living is of an outer, it's an exterior vitality. It's not פנימי, it's not, it's not an inside sense of being alive. אין הם יונקים את החיות הפנימית הקיימת בתורה ומצוות. They're not even really getting what Torah and mitzvahs has to offer. I was sitting, um, just when I was sitting with, with, uh, with Rachel Shoshana on, uh, on Friday, so we were, we were discussing this, this Indian of mitzvah, because bat mitzvah, and we were learning that, you know, something I try to go over with all the bar and bat mitzvah uh, kids here, that a mitzvah is a, the, the word mitzvah can either be you hear someone commanding you from the lashon of tzav, or it can be from the word tzavet, tzavta, which means together, a team. And the question is, like, what kind of world are we, it has to be both, by the way. It, 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 it's not one or the other, but it definitely has to also be the tzavet part. The tzav, we know. The commandment, we know. But the, the point of it being a tzavet, that it's a teamwork, I become part of a team, that we have to work on a little bit more. What is he saying over here? The last line specifically. It's like if you're keeping Torah and mitzvahs, don't you want to receive much more from what you're already doing? Like there's so much more that it has to offer you. If you're already engaged in it, why don't you go the whole way? I'll try to explain this differently. Huh? They're unaware that there's another world that exists. It's not their fault. It's, it's like it's a rote process. No, but they don't know. It's, it's not even... It's, it's like math, right? You know how to do the math, but have a plug in the number, but right. you don't really understand right. how it works. What the meaning is. Nahan. So they're learning Torah and as a rote But the thing is, we have to give a, a big kavzchut, is that by most situations, it's not a, it's not, it's not, it's not a conscious choice that's being made. Just be, they're unaware that, what do you mean? What else is there? Like, like he said, 
what else is there? Like Torah and mitzvahs, I'm told to keep Torah and mitzvahs. What else am I supposed to be looking for other than just doing it right? We're it's a real question, yeah? We're under the assumption these people are not moved by their ex. Like, they're, they're not emotionally connecting. That's the assumption? The assumption is that it ends, the point of it ends after I do it. It's a check mark. How much they feel or not, I don't know. But he's, the assumption is, I did it. Now the net. Now then life happens and there's another mitzvah. Or, well, or I did it and that is a kesher with Hashem. I want to make it clear. It's not that they don't think they have a kesher to God. They do feel they have a kesher to God, but it's only about the doing. Meaning it's only about I have to do it. Huh? It's a mean. Yeah, he's going to expand on this. He's going to expand on this saying, okay, so what are they missing out on? And I, I, don't want to, I want to change a word here. Because I've been saying they. <laughs> Let's change it to we. Okay? <laughs> I, I'm catching myself. They. We're all fixed. But some people also believe that that's where it should happen. Yes, Kailu. Yes, Kailu. But we're not even speaking about that. That's a whole other safer. That's not. I think this is speaking about those that are saying, I just, I'm, uno, I, I'm unaware that there's, there's anything else. That, that's why someone called last week to call and do a Shabbaton, to do a Shabbaton in a big shul in, on the East Coast, okay? But they said, I'm just letting you know that uh, it's probably not what you're used to. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not, it's not like, there's no machitza and stuff like that? It's like, no, 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 no. there's a machitza. There's, there's even a dafyomi. <laughs> he said, so I'm like, oh, phew. No. So then, I, no, but then he said, I just, the Indian is, is that um, I've been to your shul, he said. I came with people that I was staying by, and um, it was pretty weird because um, no one was talking. <laughs> I said, what does that mean? He's like, well, listen, I'm just letting you know. I don't want you to you know, freak out or anything and throw the, you know, a chumash at somebody. But it's, not, it's just not like that here. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's not really, it's, it's exactly the opposite. He's like, what are you talking about? Say, well, it really is just a matter of like how fast the, the tone gets up, and then you have the ushers that go through the crowds and tell people to, you know, be quiet. And it happens every fifteen minutes. But when, if you if you choose some good nigunim, maybe they, maybe it won't be so loud. So this is this is like kind of the beginning of what we're speaking about. That you know, like we have to understand what what, what we're speaking about, but. Even those that kiviachol are not talking, that's not the extent of it. Kesher is something so much, so much deeper. Before, in the beginning of Shir, I said, the, the definition of an accomplished life of a Jew is that I spent my time in this world in an, in an active relationship with God means more than I just kept the mitzvahs. I didn't mention even the word religious or not religious. That's chitzoni. That's chitzoni. Pnimi means there's active, there's stimuli in my relationship to the things that I'm actually doing. Right? That's why the world of mindfulness has taken off in the last 10 years because people are chalishing to feel connected to the actions that they are already doing. Do you know how cleaner you feel if you actually think about the fact that you're getting clean while showering? I'm serious. Who it's a huh? Who thinks about that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
Do you know how much connected you feel to Hashem if while you're talking to Hashem, you're aware that you're talking to Hashem? So these are, this is the beginning of understanding what it means to receive life, to feel alive from the, the penis of the world. And he's saying, when you, when you say this stuff in pub, people look at you like you're sugar. People say, what are you talking about? We have all the institutions. It's all working. What are, you, what are you missing with this? We have it down already. We already look at this. We've established Eretz Yisrael is filled with shuls and filled with schools. What are you talking about? It works. It works. Really? 80% of your children that are spiritually stimulated and really want something real and authentic find it much easier and faster in Zen, in Buddha, or in India than anything that you're offering. Let's call it straight out for what it is. Rare, it's rare that a kid has a passionate awakening and says, wow, what I saw, I want to get more of. It's rare. Mamash, it's rare. But this is what we have to flip over. Yeah. Buddhism and whatnot, they focus, they start with mindfulness. So that's probably... The me'ef And where do you think they took that from? Okay, but we don't start with mindfulness. That's a problem. That's what we're doing here. And, right. I, I, get, I get the, uh, right? the difference. Right? Someone sent me, you know, I was so, a friend of mine in America, this very sweet Rav, his name is Rabbi, um, young guy, his name is Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. Has many of you heard of him? Yeah. How he's, he says, I found that gift for you, it's just for you, and he sent me a clip, it was a five minute piece of John Kabat-Zinn talking about Shabbos. John Kabat-Zinn is the, is the inventor, if you will, of mindfulness meditation. He's the one that opened up the first stress reduction clinic in America, in Boston, many years ago. He's done amazing, amazing work in the world. Anything mindfulness meditation, it's all him, it's all him. He's a Yid. His name was not born with Zin. Zin is a name that came afterwards because of, obviously, he connected through Buddhism because he didn't find anything in the mainstream. <coughs> right? but, but, but we have to go to these places and realize that he's, by the way, he's the furthest... This Rav looks nothing like any like Zen Buddhist. It's just, it's to put things in context over here. Yeah, and if you, some of you met him, right? When you saw him speak at the Yom Muna a few years ago. Was anyone there? Bina went. Miriam, you went? You saw him? Rabbi Schwartz? The Bilvavi? Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Does he look like a hippie? <laughs> He's speaking from a very inside Nekudap Nimit. He's, he grew up in that world where at a certain point he's like, why do people here actually feel accomplished? Why does anyone feel accomplished? I can move God out of the picture and everyone would still do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing thing. I could do that. You know what? I thought so. But then like last week we had a share which said FFBs and BTs have to become BTs again. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to do this again. It's awesome. Mamash, it's so true. Bale Chuvas have to have the it's same different. kind of re... Whatever that button is, the reconfiguration every few years as well. You see it in tourists that come. My husband's a tour guide. Every time, if you take a birthright group, you take them to the old city for the first time, their eyes are glowing. Right. You take a yeshiva for the 20 million times that they've right. been there, they walk through it normally. If I could see, if I could see Eretz Israel in birthright children's eyes. Legamre. But I'm saying something further. The birthright kid that then gets blown away, goes to Asia Torah for a year, then they go to whatever... They also need to go with a birthright group five years later. Right. It's like a refresh. Everyone has to. Everyone has to. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> or, oh. <laughs> Not these days, but uh, yeah. It's like rediscovering the world. If you have a child, 
נכון, נכון. ממש. אבל אתה אומר לעצמך, כשאתה מתחילה להיות ילד, אני לא יודעת אם אתם זוכרים, אלה מכם שהיו מבחינת להיות ילד ולהיות ילד ולהיות ילד, הראשון הראשון הוא כאילו, Oh, I can't have any more children. Why? Because how could I ever have this kind of love again? How could I ever experience this? It, it passes through a little bit, right? No, but man, it's not, it's not out of like being a cop-out. You're just saying, how, I can't, it won't be like this. It won't be like this. It'll be different. But it'll be another entry into a world that we have to have a, a restart button on a certain level. Yeah, and it'll be different. Now, let, let's see how he describes this. It's like he's saying, these people that are, that are keeping Torah and mitzvahs, but they think this kind of talk is crazy, they're unaware that there's a whole other dimension, there's a whole other world behind the world that they're involved with right now. Mahi chiyut pnimit. What does the inner world look like? What is inner life? What is receiving life from pnimi, inside? What does that mean? <clears throat> Okay, so what does it mean to connect to God? So the Yeshiva Bach is saying, what do you mean? I put on tefillin. And now, again, you have to put on tefillin, if you're a yid, if you're a male, you have to put on tefillin as part of connecting to God. He's, not, he's the last person in the world, and so are we, to belittle any halacha and any mitzvah. What we're trying to do is put it in the right context. But I don't want anyone, chas v'shalom, to come to any conclusion that really, it's time to just focus on pinimi and all the stuff that are just, what we call in Hebrew, samemanim. Sameman <coughs> is, how do you say that in English? Samemanim. Filtering? No, it's like, huh? Ke'ilu, yeah, but it's like a sameman. Uh, huh? No, so like I'm on. Mother? Like a bookmark? It's like a mark. It's like, it's like whatever, it, things that can be seen. It's more visual. Things that can yeah. be seen. It's a man Yehudi. Right? Okay? Things that can, Shabbos, you can't really see. It's unless you go to Shul on Shabbat. Salman Yehudi. So he's saying, so, so what's hit kashrut la Kaddish Baruch? What does this mean? Yesh lekach shnei rovadim. There are two realms we're going to be dealing with this over here. Al adam le'akir shu'chai be'olamo shel ha'bore. We're living in a world. This world belongs to God. It's God's world. Hakol bakol mikol kol shel ha'kadosh baruchu. Everything is God's. Now, sometimes we hear these words, and these are the words that made us run away from yeshiva. Right? It's God's world. Everything is Hashem. Like when you say it like that, yeah, it's not really inviting. It's not really happy. It's not really, uh, oh, I'm so happy that I was born into this world. I, I connect more to the Gemara that says, It's more comfortable if man wasn't created. I first have to recognize I live in God's world. Everything is God's. We'll give an example. Pick up a pen or a pencil. Who, whose pen is this? Like, where did this come from? If you keep on tracing it back to the origins of where this came from, it came from Hashem. Do it with your keys. 
Do with the page that you have in front of you right now. Look at it. Okay? Look at it. Yes, I printed it. From my printer, after taking a picture from this Sefer, keep on tracing it back. Keep on going back. It only has one source. Everything in life. Everything in the world. V'chenayad. My hand that's holding the pen or the paper. What, where did this come from? Where did my hand come from? Yeter al-kach. Hakoach ha-maf'il et hayad. The power, the energy that's used to activate the hand. Hanishmat chayim. The soul of life. Ruach elokim asher bekir bo. The, the godly spirit that's within me, it's not mine, it's God's. Nimtza kol kulo shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So just he's going very pashut right now. Everything is melo chol ha'aretz kevodo. Melo chol ha'aretz kevodo. The whole world is God's world. Vezoi dugma achat l'machshava. This is just one example to get our mind to start thinking like this. Ulam ha'maskil al dvar emet. But those that are as true... Um, Truth seekers and search searchers. Yilmat stamina minafurash viakir viyargisha kola briya kula zoeket hakarat borah. He'll look at everything in the world that was ever created. He'll look at the trees, and if, and if you're looking for the emet, you can hear the trees seeking, Don't you see who created me? Everything in the world in its true natural state is calling out, don't you see who put me here? And the shamas that are more most refined, they walk around the world and they're wondering who recognizes them, meaning who recognizes that they're just, they were created by Hashem. So now we have memes, right? What's the, what's the meme that we've been referring to so often? I don't know who said it. I, I heard it in the name of a bunch of different people, which is like what happens to Chassidish's stories. Maybe you could tell me who said this. Be nice. Every person you meet today is dealing with something that you're unaware of, right? Who said that? You've seen it, huh? No one saw it? Yeah. It's a beautiful, it's actually, it's, no, it's a very, it's a very touching, uh, I was very moved by it. It's so true. It's so true. My God, it's so true. But like, let's, let's kind of like make our own meme right now, okay? <laughs> so what would it be based on this? Be nice. Now fill in the blank. Huh? Everything that's happening to you was for you. Everything that's happening to you is for you. Yeah, everything that's happening to you is from Hashem. It's not that good. Doesn't feel so good, right? Right. So we have to change that. Right. It's not everything that happens to you is from Hashem, because then you then you want to take it. You know, doesn't make you feel good. We'll have to we'll have to figure out the mean by the end of the year because it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. That's very. <laughs> you could have taken credit right now. <laughs> You're very humble. You could have just been like, "Oh, it's Tony Robbins." L'chaim to Tony Robbins. Third line from the bottom of this paragraph: "Al haadam liitvonen bekach rabot." Man has to look at this a lot. Until the natural way that I look at the world. My lens are through the lens of someone that was created by God. And if I realize that I was created by God, I also realize that everything here was created by God. What are my lens? Look, what am I looking through? 
Through what? How am I acting when I see, when I meet people, when I come into, ha- when, I, when I, things happen to me in my life? What are the lens, the corrected lens of it? I'm looking at life through, like that interaction with that person, we're both created by God, so we're going to have to get it together. Because God's name is Shalom, right? Anything I go through, anything, any person I meet, any altercation I have, if everything in its makor was made by God, and that's how I look at the world, it doesn't mean at that moment everything magically just melds, you know, melts together, molds together. That's not it either. But I begin, this is very much like a Zamra, like Rabbi Nachman's teaching a Zamra. If I choose to look at the world with the eyes of someone that is recognized as he or she were created by God, I'm telling you the truth. The more that you look at that set of eyes, the more that it does something to your neshama. The more that you look at people that live with the consciousness that they were created by God on the most basic level, it's mashpia on you. I guarantee it. One second, Jim. This happens, Eri Nachman is saying in teaching 282 in Reish Pei Bet, that the more that you look at people with eyes of compassion and judging them lekaf, schut, that you're focusing on their good points, the more you elevate them. Because they're looking at like finally people, you know, Reb Shlomo Karbach used to play at jails all the time. And he used to say the same thing whenever he'd come out of jail, that he'd meet someone, a criminal, that was there for years. This is anywhere in the world. He would go to jails all the time. And when he'd leave, he'd say he'd always have someone that after he received a hug from him, he said, Rabbi, I want you to know, if anyone in my life hugged me like, like this when I was seven or eight or ever, no way I would have ended up here. This happened to him all the time. So what does that mean? If we, in Rabbi Nachman's teaching, is that if people, you know, this is, this, I was really startled by the following. Ben Shapiro retweeted footage of something that I should not have looked at. Mamash, I should not have looked at. He was talking about violence in schools in today in America. I don't know if any of you saw this, but it was basically a very, very angry teenage girl that, pounded away at the test of another girl till she was unconscious. Pounding away. Now, I had no idea what I was about to, about to see. Sometimes I look at his stuff, it's very, it's very interesting, and he is someone that I know, so I follow him a little bit. <clears throat> After I watched this footage, I asked Rebbe what on earth was I supposed to learn from this, such a thing? My soul was like, mamash, uh, like, I felt like I was shaking inside. It's scary. So I thought about what I just said, is that there's no way that the girl that pounded this kid away, if, if mentally she's somewhat balanced, right? If there's a, if there's a mamish, a, a problem, mitzad, like the person is, is like memet, mentally very ill, that's another story, which I also have to have compassion for. But if there's any level of, like, that this person is kind of balanced, and they're able to act like this, it means that, there's no way this person felt, received, or expressed love when they were a kid. En sikui. There's no way. There's no way. En sikui. What he think he's saying over here is that many people end up with warped concepts of God because no one looked at them when they were growing up through a vision of like eyes that are walking around saying, I'm B'Sach just created by Hashem, trying to figure things out in this world. If they came across eyes like that more often when they were younger, 
I think what he's saying to us is that the concept of God would be so much deeper and so much less of a shallow school teacher visual or a, a, or a, or a disappointed father. It would be so, it would be so much deeper. The chiyos the we would receive about the concept of Hashem would be, would be very, very, very different. And that was like just the, the beginning of what I was feeling from seeing that footage. It startled me. Mamash, it shook me up. I never saw such a thing before in my life. You know, when we were little, it's funny. When we were little, you, so many things that, are, that kind of pass censorship today would have never, ever, ever, ever passed in the 80s or 90s. Nothing. In Israel and in America. And Hashem wants us to see things to shock us to our system sometimes, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, can't, I, I couldn't think of any other thing. That this girl that, that Mamish took out this other girl, no one ever looked at her with eyes of what he's speaking about. There's no way. And Sikui, that she ever saw those pair of eyes. So Lamaya said, just to kind of bring it back to here, he's saying the real authentic soul teachers, they walk around the world with some, like the tree, that if we could really be in tune with the tree, the tree would sing, look who created me. We would also walk around with eyes that bring out compassion and also like ask, like it would have this cause and effect of people that would look at us would be like, I don't know exactly what I'm looking at, but it brings out in me a hakara that Hashem exists in the world. Sometimes we have people like that in our lives. It's not, not just talking about the tzaddikim that are sitting in very holy places alone somewhere and you get to see them every, every so often. Although obviously anyone that saw the eyes of the Lubavitcher Rebbe could not be the same type of person afterwards. And even now when you look at the footage of the Rebbe and you really stare at those eyes, those are eyes of someone that was very, very aware every single second that Hashem created him. Take, a, take, take that type of a person and then put him into the shul and say, okay, now experience a kesher to God. And you think they'd ever choose to say, okay, I just have to do Torah and mitzvahs and I'll be connected to God? Ma'apitam. It, it only begins with keeping the Torah and the mitzvahs. That's where it begins. But there's such a deeper world hiding behind the, the ma'asim, the actions. The ba- okay, the last line here. Oh, sorry, Jenny. Okay. Since, uh, I was thinking to myself, are you supposed to go around the world saying that this situation is from Hashem? So, for example, I think, for example, in another share, I was driving and I was on this really crazy small road, and I was like, they must need my diving. I know I'm on the wrong road, but there's this much room, and I'm like, please Hashem, please Hashem, to tell the beef somewhere. Let me not knock off my side view mirror. And I'm thinking, the situation's for me, and I was calling uh-huh. and I was diving to Hashem, and I'm like, oh, they need my diving. But I was thinking it could be as simple as that. A situation is created for you, and you're supposed to bring Hashem into it. But no, you answered it by saying that, no, you have to start with the awareness of Hashem in everything. Not after the fact. And then that's the right. second. Because otherwise you're not going to be able to see people um, in the way you need to. Uh, it's very good what you're saying. So it, it's very important. I want to stress it. It's not. It's not like oh, after once I find myself in a narrow place, right. then I start calling out to Hashem. Because right. you know what will happen to you, if you live with the, not this specific situation, but if you live with the awareness of I'm created by God all the time, you won't allow yourself to put yourself through narrow 
That's well, what I'm saying. That narrows. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, or you wanted to go to Tel Aviv? No, no, no. I don't mean like that. I don't know, like, and by yeah, but lechatchila we can't choose to put ourselves into. Na- that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Choose to put ourselves there. No, no, no. Again, again, I'm saying like this. I'm, I said, and that's why I said that that's not a good example. Meaning, I'm speaking bichlam. If I live with the hakara that I'm created by Hashem, and that's what I think about all the time. Half the stuff that I end up like getting confused by, I wouldn't get confused by because I wouldn't end up there. Right. I'd realize I'd be too sensitive to my neshama, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd just be more more compassionate to myself. This is the origins of self compassion. Like again, we were doing this in the in the Achshar Savrichim Shir. The more that I remember how I feel in certain instances, and I take note of it, like literally, I take note of how good or how bad I felt in a certain place the more likely I am to refrain from going to places that make me feel bad and spend more time in places that make me feel good. But you know what's missing? Consciousness. It kashrut. Connection. I have to think about the fact that this right now makes me feel good to bring me here more. And I also have to allow myself to feel the pain of when I'm in this place, I feel rotten in my core in order to help me prevent me from going back to that place. The same with relationships, with people. So he ends up here in Odzayin, says, He's saying, this may seem as an outsider, as like, oh, I do not want that, that I have to think about God all day long. But what he's saying, substitute the word God with a breath or alive. You have to be conscious of, your, of you being alive all the time. And the more that I think about this all the time, the more that God doesn't seem so threatening. And the concept of Hashem, does, it seems more and more inviting. As opposed to, now I've got to be on my, in my A-game. Now I've got to get my A-game on. It's the lokacha. It's the opposite. It's the more like, wow, what a privilege I am to spend more time today being alive than pretending that I'm being alive. Again, go back to the beginning of Shir, after 120 years. Don't you want to say I was mamish alive throughout my life? I, I've quoted this song many times, not, not in recent years, but I used to quote it often. I was thinking about it more. My good friend Duvid Swirsky from the Moshav Band has a song. I don't remember, the, I don't know the name of the song, and I haven't heard it in many years, but he has lyrics there that say, I don't want to die before I'm dead. Very deep in the shaman. It's a kayan. And it's a very strong lyric. I don't want to die before I'm dead. Mastomert, I don't want to die before I'm dead. So the way that we, we learn it without the world of Torah means I don't want to just waste my life away. He's saying over here, <coughs> I think something more, much more primi. He's saying, after 120 years, you know what I don't have in Olam Haba? Mitzvahs. I don't have that in the next world. I have that here. But what does it mean to die before I'm dead? It means to treat mitzvahs like dead actions. I, I, I want to be, I want to feel the mitzvahs I'm doing while I have the chance to actually do them. Because it's going to be a time where I don't have any mitzvahs through which I can connect to Hashem. What's going to be then? I want to take advantage of it now. I want to be alive with every mitzvah that I do. When I said shehakol, you know what's so sad, Bemet? 
I mean, just pointing out the obvious is that I don't remember at all my bracha on the, on the tea. And that was 45 minutes, 50 minutes ago. Masha dafuk. But something's wrong there. I don't know how to balance uh, trying to feel everything and trying to actually have a daily life. I had a friend like this in high school and it would take her over an hour to top it in the morning. But she heard every word. <coughs> I, I feel like if we stop and try and concentrate on every single word, I'm trying to teach my three-year-old now, she's learning Hebrew, she'll do the brachash, she'll try to like, Slow down, Rivki, I wants to hear you. And you hear it in her. If we do that with every little thing in our life, I don't know how we're supposed to get anything done. So I think we have to reframe the concept of hespek. Hespek. How do you say hespek in English? To, uh, to get stuff no. done. To... No, hespek means the, the quantity of how much I get done. The, the kamut. Aspaka. Quantity versus quality. No, so I'm saying like this, like... Maybe it means, and I've had to do this many times, where there's kind of like a restart button. Like, okay, today, you're davening much less. Today, you're learning much less. But that which you're learning, and that which you're davening, it's with the all of you. Because our, our minds are wired that it's all about his spec. And that's a really, it's a, it's a really bad thing. That's why I look at Tzvila, like, I, if, I, if I say I have to do the whole thing, it doesn't happen. If I say I have to do the whole shakar, but if I say every morning I'm doing the bracha shakar and the bracha and shema, it, it gets done. And, and I, then, and and I then, do it properly and I can think through it. If I do the whole thing, I, I wander off and I think about it. I, it just doesn't, like, the shorter one is sometimes much better for me. But it, but it eventually leads you to be able to live that world of feeling more and getting more done but you have to start again, you have to stop again, you have to go back to basics. In order so that for 24 hours, I'll, I'll, this, this is the end goal. 24 hours that I actually, listen, I'm not really killing myself that I don't remember my shihako right now. Bemet. I, I, I'm just pointing out that I don't remember it. Hopefully I'll remember, maybe now as I thought about it, I'm like the next drink I'll have. Oh, I'm so happy that I remembered that I felt, so, I felt weird a few minutes ago. What an opportunity that my, my shehako at 11 is probably going to be a, a, a stronger moment of consciousness of where the shehako came from. Because what am I saying with the shehako? The halacha says, you have to say a bracha. What does Hashem want? You have to say a bracha? Or Hashem wants you to think about what you're saying. Shehakol nihia bidvaro. That's what we just learned today. The, the words that we just sang in a bracha is actually what we learned. Shehakol nihia bidvaro. It's what the tree is screaming. The soul seeker will hear the trees screaming, Shakol Niabidvaro, that everything was done by God. Everything was done with God's decision to speak, speak creation into the world. It really confuses us. It really confuses us. So sometimes we have to kind of go back and be like, wait a second. I know. And Dvor, it's really, it's Chazak what you're saying. I know. That if I walk out of a shir like this and say, I learned that if you know, I, could, I could spend my days being completely not alive, I have to think about this all the time, then I know that I'm, I'm, I'm going nowhere. No, it's what's the next opportunity to bring a little bit more of, of shahakol in my life? That's it. Let me just worry about the next opportunity. Not, how, do I gonna, how am I going to do shachris tomorrow for that, or whatever the other example is.
but rather that there's a whole world of pnimius behind the bracha she'akol ni'abidvaro. The chitzonius is, I have to make sure that I say it. Now, chitzonius is part of the mitzvah as well. But the pnimius of it, let me think about the fact, I want to think about that she'akol ni'abidvaro. I want to think about it a little bit. Let me think about it. Snorting. Not everything. Azvi, you're going against. Daniela, you're going again to the extreme. I'm, I, I keep on saying the next opportunity, whatever presents itself. Whatever the, whatever the next opportunity to be engaged in a bracha, in a mitzvah, in a learning, whatever it is, just the next opportunity. Azvita pachadazav, like. What it's going to be like. No one can live like that. We all share the same pachad. It's also because you're separating Avodat Hashem doing stuff. Like, you're separating Avodat Hashem from Avodat Hashem doing stuff. What do you mean? Meaning you're like, doing the stuff I need to be with my kids and you have that consciousness you're doing it doesn't mean like I'm not davening right now. Nachon. Nachon. Halavai that they can connect. Okay. No, but, but you've taught more than once in share, you know, the changing a diaper. I used to bring Sarah as a baby. Changing a diaper is the holiest thing you could ever do. Look with the how the body that we could connect what needs to get that's done what to what. To, it, meaning that's what you get to. It's not say, okay, I can't dive in the full shock weight, so I'm not, you know, it's, it's okay. So I dive in whatever it is that I can, but and then you take that with you as much as you can to wherever you can. It doesn't mean don't do it, think about it. Thinking about Hashem doesn't mean like, you know, meditating and having your eyes closed. It's like a baby learning how to walk. The first day takes one step. We all, we all have to become, we have to consciously choose to become babies sometimes in this regard. Like we said before, that the Baal Tshuva and the FFB have to go on a birthday trip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, will, will, will go on it. I just want to, I want to see if we can, if we can just do the, the, the next letter. This is, because it'll mashlim the shiur. HaRoved HaSheni HuRoved Yoter Gavua. The next realm we're speaking about is even higher. This is the recognition of the inner point of life itself. Or Imenu, whatever you need to put in here. Whatever. You have to feel close to these words. That's why I'm saying it. This Hashem, this Hashem, this God, wow, in Chabad, you know, they sing a very interesting nigun. It's weird. It's, my, it's one of my favorite Chabad nigunim, but I can't believe there's a nigun over these words. And the nigun goes like this. You know what those words mean? You are hiding. You're always hiding. That's it. Just doesn't. There's no end. It's not like, and then you pop out and you find each other. No. And they sing it. It's actually a nigun. Like only a chassid can sing those words. It's such a deep thought. It's such a deep thought. So one of the things here that he, I think what he's saying over here, do you ever stop and just think like, 
like, he's Abba. How often do I really think of Hashem as Abba? Be'emet. Be'emet. How often do I think Hashem as Abba? I may say it sometimes, but how often do I, do I live it? Adam צריך להביט על כל מערכת חייו עם הקדוש ברוך הוא במבט של אב ובן, במבט של קשרי אהבה, במבט של רצון להתקשרות. Do you ever want to connect to your child? Do you ever want to feel that you can connect to your child? Don't answer, because obviously, you know, imagine someone saying, not really, right? No. Whatever you feel on a ratzon level to feel connected to your child, the master of the world has that, that ratzon, not a ratzon, he has that ikium infinitely, infinitely, infinitely deeper than whatever you could think about it yourself with wanting to connect to your child. כשם שבן רוצה לדבר ולשהות במחיצת אביו, כן על האדם לחוש גם כלפי הקדוש ברוך הוא. You ever wanted to get your father's attention, but Abba, get off the phone, right? I want you now, I want you now. So, so too, with, with us and the Rebona Shleilam, it's okay, express it. You say, Hashem, I feel like you're on the phone. God can handle it, by the way. Hashem can handle all these statements. I feel like you're on the phone with someone else. Get off the phone. I, I need you now. I need you now. You know, Jess, I'm, I'm transported back to, to that moment in the Baal Shem Tov's show. You know what I'm talking about? With Abba, with the feeling of Abba. Yeah. What the Baal Shem Tov really brought down to the world is this access. That's what I feel. To actually feel close enough to actually say statements like, can you get off the phone? Now, obviously, God's never on the phone. But we feel like that. Listen, we're limited with our understanding of what it means to have a spiritual father. I'll get as close as I can to the way the father is for me. But look what he says here. There are people that really don't want the father that they knew growing up to pay any attention to them because he's scum. That's something else. He says, By people like this, this parable won't work. <laughs> right? But it's for an ideal situation, I guess, more or less, of where father and mother are functioning as a father and mother. In every action that a person does, Now, you ever have simcha when you do something your father asked you to do? Or your mother asked you to do? You ever get a sense of feeling very special that you actually were able to do something your parent asked you to do? When we're younger, not so much. When we're older and our parents get older and they ask us to do something for them, it's one of the most wondrous feelings to be able to do something your parent asks you to do. Especially when our parents are older and they may say, can you come and visit me? And you have all the things you have going in your life, but you choose, well, I'm going to put everything alive, my kids will figure something out, and I'm going to go do mitzvahs kibud av, or aim. It's an amazing, amazing feeling. So he says over here, Biktala, kol hachayim he mitzvat kibud av. Torah. Keeping Torah. The goal is to be able to feel that I'm, I'm fulfilling mitzvat kibud avaim at that moment. Which is in a very, very deep feeling. It's one of the, obviously, from the Aseret Adibrot, this is the way the world came down to us, where heaven met earth. But we all know in our lives that moment where it kind of felt, it changed from being like a hat, like, oh, my father asked me to do this, I'll do it, to, wow, I have the privilege that my father asked me to do something and I get to do it for them. 
What a moment. He's saying if we can... Tr- if we could change the way we hear the word halacha or mitzvah to hizdamnut lekibud horim, to a moment of doing kibud horim, it would change everything. Kach tzarch listakel ulargish bechol matzav uzman b'chaim. This is the this is the basic, the ideal way to feel, experience, and look at life. Chaim beroved amok ze life at this level. Now we're ready to go back and understand what tshuva means. Like we're going to explain, how do I acquire eyes like that? How do I get these eyes of looking at life like this? And this is how we're going to continue based on understanding, again, these two realms. One is that everything is from Hashem. Like, not... not not the way that we hear to see it on stickers. Maybe, maybe yes, but more like eyes of compassion. We're all in this together. Everyone in this room is just trying to figure it out. We've got to look at each other with eyes of, you know, c- can we help each other get closer to why we're here? You know, just like pashtut, pashtut, pashtut. And the other one is, how, wow, I understand now that the deepest level of living in this world is looking at my relationship with the Torah as if I'm fulfilling the commandment of Kibbut Av. So for those, that that actually triggers very bad things, first of all, I'm sorry, because it's a very, very sensitive place, but second of all, do it to your mother, meaning transfer this whole thing to Kibbut Aim, and if that also triggers bad things, whatever it is, Understand that, you know, all of us had to lihit gayer in a certain level in order to receive the Torah. That's why the Torah is given in Parshat Yitro. And understand that maybe mitzvat kibud av is only about Abba Shabbat Shemaim. And don't try to see it through any physical uh, uh, figure. Because essentially, avinu avarachaman, my father gave life to me, he didn't give life to you, but avinu avarachaman, amrachem lachem aleinu, the Abba we speak about in davening is our Abba. We have the same Abba, which means we're all brothers and sisters. As hippie as that sounds, <laughs> it's like a basic essential truth. The more I look at the Torah through those eyes, the more, and again, the more the Torah seems so much less threatening, and the more that all these other worlds of Eastern religions, which seem that they have it down so much smoother and cooler than us, they have nothing compared to what we truly in our core have to offer to real spiritual seekers of the world. So we're going to go vibe, we're going to go continue from here next week, Bezrat Hashem from Ot Tet. Okay, thank you so much. Shavuot Tov.